0: Well, oh, good afternoon, and welcome to another Talking Biz segment. Today I've got a very special guest in the studio. It's, it's funny, uh, him and I have been on social media for years looking at each other, and we finally got to meet each other about a week ago. So I want to welcome Terry Bean. Good afternoon, Terry.
1: Paul, thanks, man. It's so good to be here. I appreciate it. Great space.
0: I appreciate it. Well, Terry and I, like I said, we met on social media, but Terry joined a new company recently. It's a PKIG group. You want to tell me what that is?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, PKIG is actually short for Phil Klein Insurance Group. And PKIG has been around now for nine years and they practice all kinds of insurance, whether it's commercial or life or auto or home. Cover you and your assets where you need them most.
0: Yeah, and I've met Phil several times and it's amazing. Uh, he worked with one of our executives here for many years in the mortgage business and the title business and all that. And meeting Phil, you know, it's funny, you meet Phil and he's an amazing gentleman. Uh, you know, he's. He was an athlete at Michigan at University of Michigan. I was gonna say the wrong school. No, 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 And he's say the wrong no no school. and he's he's very focused and, and and I always say that that I like athletes and military guys because they've got the mission and they're well and they're trained and they know how to execute. And Phil in the short period of nine years, which is short in business has really you know grown a great organization.
1: It's top shelf all the way around and it really is a reflection of who he is and what he's about and you talk about military and you talk about athletes and the word that came to mind immediately is discipline. Yeah. Right? They just go out and they get stuff done and that's what Phil's all about.
0: But he's more than that because he's got a great personality, too. And, and this is not a, you know, let's let's join Phil K., you know, PK. But, you know, when I met Phil, like I said, just a down-to-earth person. The kind of people you like to do business with in a community, and especially in times like today. You know what? Anyone can sell anyone insurance. Mm-hmm. Anyone. But if you got someone that's loyal and true and tells you what's going on, it's comforting. You really, in sales, I always say you buy the person before you buy the product.
1: I couldn't agree more right you have to right they always talk about no like and trust yeah and if you can knock the ball out of the park in two of those three categories pretty quickly you're probably going to get the deal and and you're like that and Phil's like that, the ability to just build that relationship straight away, no pretense, no over-the-top fluffery, and you see so much of that in business these days, but people that are just down-to-earth, level-headed, folks that you want to be around and have a conversation with.
0: Yeah, you give them, here, here's the deal, here's the product. And I always say, because one of my partners is in the insurance business too, and, and he says, I'm not the cheapest, but I give you the right insurance, and I give you what you need. And a lot of guys go for money. And they find out they have a disaster and the policy was so cheap it didn't cover what the disaster was and and it's great that oh yeah i saved fifty dollars a month on my insurance but the claim didn't get covered so you know people look at that and they read it through and then it's funny because you know people go on these online companies and try to buy insurance and they don't know what they're buying they don't do it it's like in the legal world everyone goes on these legal services online and they fill out a form they found out hey i filed for divorce but it was in delaware and i'm in michigan and so, you know, I, I learned the legal business years ago, and it's funny. It's not funny. It's scary because here someone said, oh, I got a divorce for 199 but I lost everything because it was the wrong state. So same thing with insurance you wanted. So I, I looked at your title, and I said, what? I had to discover this. You're the VP of POP. Now what do you drink? Soda pop? What is I mean, it's like it's like what tell tell us what is the VP of
1: pop? Okay? I'm Detroit through and through, man. Okay. It's pop, right? Yeah, okay. If we were from <laughs> the East, it would have been soda. But here we're pop. Baby. Right, right. So tell me what pop is. Come on now. So for me, I I probably a little too clever for my own good. Mm-hmm. Right. I am definitely the VP of sales. That's my area. Yeah. But VP of sales sounded so dry, so boring. If I'm scrolling through LinkedIn profiles, and I see VP of sales and insurance, I might start yawning. But if I see VP of pop, I'm like, hey, what the heck is pop? So for me, my roles are people, right? I'm there to grow the people. Right, right. I'm there to train them. I'm there to coach them. I'm there to hug them and love them up. I'm there to kick them in the ass, depending on what they might need in that particular moment. Right, right. I'm there for opportunities, Mm -hmm. right? Create strategic relationships and partnerships. Go out and find leads. Go out and find the right folks that might be able to join the team. Maybe folks that want to expand and franchise. So those opportunities. And then promotion. And you said it earlier. We first met on social media. Um, People confused me as a marketer for the last decade because I was so early in social media that they thought I must be a marketing guy. I tell people all the time, I came to social media honestly because I was looking to figure out how to network with more people. And once I realized we could do that online, I just wanted to serve more people and more people and more people. And that's what social media was. So for me, it was like one of those things where I'm gonna use this tool, I'm gonna use this tech to be able to help more people. And so promotions, especially online and through shows like this is part of the gig.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because over the years in business, and I go way back and we go way back, and I actually started two businesses off a post on Facebook. And so you never know. It's like, well, how did you meet this guy? Because I did a post, I did a seminar, he came in, and, boom, and I ran into people I haven't seen in years. You know, I have a a guy from high school 30 years ago came to a seminar. Next thing, I'm doing business with him. So you never know. It's it's, today. It's about communication. It's about watching people. And people don't like to read. They want to see video. So they go on there. They do it. And it's entertaining. And every morning, I start wishing everyone happy birthday. I just got stuck with it. So every morning, good morning, Detroit. And happy birthday to my 3,400 friends. So it's (laughs) like, okay. But I want to talk a little more. You know, we talked about it. and, And first of all, in a company, you've got to grow your people and talk a little bit about that what do you mean by that
1: so for me it's about find out where they are right and so often it's we do training and we do this training and this is the material and this is what I'm going to teach you well that's great if everybody's starting at the same spot but who the hell's starting at the same spot so there's a lot of individual time spent okay What are you about? What do you care about? Where do you want to go? What's your three-year plan? What's your five-year plan? And then let's break it backwards and help you get there. Because ultimately, especially in insurance, when it's literally something everybody not only needs, but has, we have to figure out how to separate ourselves. And if I'm gonna put you in a niche that you don't care about, it's not gonna work for either one of us. So it's about aligning the company goals and vision with the individual goals and vision, and, and as I explained to Phil, we're going to create a bunch of entrepreneurs. I want a bunch of people that are running their own business, running their own book inside of our four walls.
0: I don't think you could say it any better. I mean, it's really, you have to believe in the product you sell, and so people read like a book and said, okay, I'm going to sell you this, but I don't believe in it. They read it. They read your body language. They read it, and it's a great way to form a company, like you said, all the entrepreneurs, because Everyone who's in sales is really an entrepreneur. If they're working for someone, they're inside a company with their own business. And and, and you look at that. I mean, I was in the furniture repping business and I was my own company within a big company, but it was only me because it was my numbers. And you have to grow your numbers and you got to like you. So I love you start with that and growing the people. Now, the next one is, is common sense, but it's important. Build your brand
1: got to build the brand man and so it's kind of neat i you know when i i've worked with a lot of startups over the last 15 years yeah. and so when phil came to me and said hey do you want to do you want to join the insurance business i chuckled and i said uh no <laughs> i don't but we started talking about we started looking at and i started looking at his business and i've been coaching he and his team for the last 18 months prior to joining them and i was like you know what Here you've got a great guy, wonderful leadership skills, that's doing excellent, that's built a heck of a business, clearly knows how to make money, knows how to be generous with his money, built a wonderful culture. like, that checked a lot of boxes for me. There's a great team. The people on that team are awesome inside those four walls. They're doing the things they need to do. But if I could give them a little more attention, give them a little more love, give them a little more strategy, give them a little more kick in the butt to make them execute just a level above... going to be able to grow and then there's like resources to be able to do things right the idea of advertising on television you know depending on where you live you may see pkig commercials Mm -hmm. during monday night football right you know and so as a guy that's worked for a bunch of startups you know the options always well we have money to pay you or we have money to pay for stuff He's got both. (laughs) Well, you need it. You need it
0: because, you know, no one knows it unless you market something. That's it. You know, it's it's, I always say if if Thomas Edison would put the light bulb in a closet and no one knew about it, how many years would it be in the dark? And you've got to really, really market that stuff. And and you know it. I mean, you know, you and the tools have changed today. You know, we're here and doing digital streaming and where people stream and people want it on demand when they want it. And, and we got into this four years ago by a fluke. I went to buy more radio time, and I said, said, you're a freaking idiot, Dad. It's it's about podcasts and streaming. And to this day, he's much smarter than me. So that's where we go. So you, you're, you're growing the people. You're growing the brand. And I guess this grows the business. And, 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 and it grows the business. And tell us from
1: there. Ultimately, that's what it's about, right? Because at the end of the day there's a bottom line, and there's only one. And so if you do the right things, right, if you put the energy into the people, mm-hmm. if you spend the resources and put it into the brand so there's that recognition, it's almost like an inevitability that the business grows. And so for us, there's a couple of different ways to get to town, and, and that's a Phil saying that I hadn't heard before, but I've heard it a few times since I've been there. You know, so we're looking at a couple of different ideas, right? Do we, do we grow concentrically? Do we find little Phil Klein offices all over town and get those sprung up and maybe maybe capture some of those independent agents or those disenfranchised captive agents that want to keep their own office but do it under a different brand? Do we want to find a niche and get really, really good at that and grow state by state by state? We were having that conversation a half hour ago about uh, a very specific green industry that we won't name any names on. But, you know, so there's different ways to get there, and I'm excited about that part. Or we could just keep adding agents and keep adding service and keep adding agents and grow and stay right here in West Bloomfield. So the options are almost limitless, and the creativity between he and I and a couple other people on the leadership team uh, is equal to that challenge. And that's going to be the most fun part. So I'm 31 days in. So it's so new, like, I, like my seat doesn't even smell like my butt yet. I haven't yeah, been yeah, there long great.
0: enough. It's awesome. No, it's nice because you look at that, and we have the same thing. You look at it, you and know, I've been in the franchise world for years, and since my 20s. And you look at that, when you have something good, you want to duplicate it. And, then you know, he's created a system, and now you're, you're refining the system, and you're tightening it up, and you're getting it together. And once you have the system, it's really easy to duplicate I mean, it's really a system. People think a franchise is something you buy. It's really you're buying a system. That's right. And you have the system in place. And especially in your world, because there's a lot of carriers that only deal with certain people. And you have to do so much volume. And so, you know, I, and I respect Phil this much. He's gotten the volume on some of these characters that they respect him. And sometimes it comes to almost, will you buy this guy out? Or will you take this guy out? Or, hey, can you teach this person? So where Phil is, and back to the athlete in him and, and the systems and the and the systems, okay, Because an athlete has to train every day, okay? Me, I tell my friends in the morning, do me a favor, go to the gym, work out for me for an hour. (laughs) Okay, give me an hour and do that. But he works out systems, and he brings you in, and he told us how he brought you in. And you bring him, he needs that side guy to help him do it so he can focus on the business of his part. And you grow it in. And an organization is like, it's not one person, it's an organization. We say we have a family here, and it's a culture and you want some more people say, oh, I'm not going to work tomorrow. I can't wait to get to work tomorrow. I can't wait to go sell my next policy. I can't wait to educate the next person. I can't wait to do this. And I come back from the insurance business. I wasn't in it. My family was in it for years. My dad mm-hmm. was in it, my uncle, my grandfather. And I didn't get into it. I was pushed into it. People wanted to come in, do this, do that. And I've always been an entrepreneur that i got to start something new. i got to create. I couldn't create the insurance business. I couldn't do that. But I got very close several times coming in. And, and what I like about guys like phil and your agency and the guys that are, that are really educated in the product is that they do the work for you okay like i said you got all these online services okay hit this button i want to ensure from this to this to this no one reads in between That's right. and and if people know policies and i know phil knows his policies and i know phil's background then people are really going to duplicate what phil does it always says it starts at the top and it comes down and it comes down and it comes down so we talked about P-K-I-G. Okay, here's what I want to talk about. Now I want to talk a little about Terry. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to throw the personal stuff on you right
1: Ooh, now. fun. So where would you grow up? Uh, I claimed dual residency between literally right down the street in Farmington, Michigan, and Bloomington, Minnesota, where the Mall of America is. I moved out there in junior high and did junior high and high school there.
0: Really, the Mall of America. Yeah. Yeah, did you go there a lot on the weekends?
1: Uh, new, because I am old enough to remember when it was a football stadium and okay. not a mall. Okay. And so I moved, and my junior year in college, I came back here and went to Eastern. But my junior year is when that opened up. So I'd go back and visit over Thanksgiving, <coughs> summertime. Yeah, I spent I spent uh, a lot of time and a lot of money. There's a fourth floor in the Mall of America. Okay. The old days used to be all bars, and it was a a heck of a good time.
0: Okay, so that was the cherry bean floor up there. Yeah, that was it. So we got it. How
1: did you get into
0: coaching, consulting? Now, prior to that, what were you doing?
1: So, you know, it's kind of dumb luck. I feel like a lot of coaches end up um, just doing it because they have a specific knowledge or expertise. My knowledge and expertise fell in the networking space. I mentioned that when I was talking about it online, but for 15, 18 years prior to online being a thing, uh, I was doing it in the real world. I was helping people set up networking groups. I was running networking groups. I was training people how to network better. And so I became a public speaker. And at the time, public speaking, you you could make some money if you were really, really good and at the top of your game. But if you were running around Metro Detroit in 2009, 2010, you'd better have something that you could offer people that were sitting in the audience. Where's the book? Where's the book? Where's the book? Uh, it's on Amazon, okay. or you can find it on Tribune.com. Okay. Actually, okay. Oh yeah, there's a book. There's yeah, a book. Of course, okay, there's good. a book. I
0: know the book, <laughs> know the book and is there a video. <laughs> no, there a, is. There no. is. There's okay. a video.
1: Yeah, there's a lot, dude. Oh my God, there's so much video. Yeah. It's all. It always makes me laugh, right? Because Instagram was. You know, before Snapchat and before TikTok, Instagram was the next big thing, and Instagram was horrible for me because I'm a lousy photographer, and I'm an even worse subject of photography. Right? I have the perfect face for radio. Yeah. So well, you're on camera now. This too, is though. this this is helping. I'm there sure. You go. Okay. This is helping. I'm very handsome. You can tell.
0: So you did you did the public speaking and you did that and uh, I guess you were never shy. Were you shy as a kid?
1: Um, no. No, I'm not shy. I'm, I may not know enough to be shy. I okay, don't know what okay. the I don't know what the answer You're not is. Not scared to that. enough to be shy. That's it. You know, there's like if you want something, you kind of have to go get it. It's interesting. I was I was raised as an only child, but I have three siblings. So my older brother's 10 years older. My younger siblings are 15 and 17 years younger than I am. So I came in that sweet spot in between, and and grew up on my own. So I had, to, I had to entertain myself, and entertaining myself sometimes meant enrolling other people to entertain me. Right, right? engaging other people. That's it. So let me ask you, what was your first job? First job was a dishwasher. Okay. I was super horrible at it. Super, I was. So you couldn't. Okay. I'll never forget mopping the floor, and the owner coming by on Sunday morning at about eleven o'clock, saying, "This is BS," and he did not say BS. He said it took you two hours take to, t- to do what it should have taken you forty-five minutes. Looked at him. I'm like, "What do you want me to say? I've never mopped a floor in my life, right? Yeah. No one showed me how to mop a floor. I thought I had to be perfect. It was winter in Minnesota. The floor was a mess, and it kept getting worse every five seconds." So yeah, and then I got to see all the piles of dishes. I could see why I was mad. So you graduated to the from the mopping the
0: floor to the dishwasher.
1: That's right. Okay, yeah. so we
0: got the dishwasher. What was your number? What was your number two job after
1: that? Um, you know, I had a handful of them, but the one that I stick to and remember most in high school was delivering pizza. That was the the best job. Of the tips. Yeah, the tips were great. All my friends from high school would come by because I looked old enough. I would go buy beer for all the parties. I would deliver the pizzas. Then I would go hang out and steal some pizzas and bring them to the party, right? People loved me back in high school.
0: So you got the career, the school of the hard knocks, the dishwasher. Much. So I want to go back to the insurance business position yeah. right now. We only got about a minute or so left. Sure. And, and I want to thank you, first of all, for taking your time for coming in here. But let's go back to the insurance right now and, and see where you at. So right after, I'm going, to, I'm going to jump back and forth. So you met Phil. You're here. It's a far way from dishwashing and mopping floors. It is. You get You're there 31 days. So today we got your 30. Happy 31st birthday. Thank uh, 31 you, 31 days. You made it through the test. Monumental. You know, it's monumental. Did he get a cake? I, I, no you, cake, I'll call Phil. Where's the 30? Where tomorrow, 30, 30. You get a, a Twinkie tomorrow. We but anyways, it. you know, it's it's great. And people don't realize today, and what I have to hats off to Phil, is that he had the uh, intuition to bring you in and to say, you know what, here's a guy they can help grow my organization, but grow the people. Mm-hmm. You know, grow the. You know, it's not. Yeah, he can. Anyone can recruit, but you lose a lot of people, especially in the insurance business. The That's first right. year is the toughest. Recruit and people say, "Hey, listen." Second year, it gets easier. Third year, because you're building the book. But I really like your system, and I really, I really got a kick out of VP of Pop. I mean, it's like when you send it over. you had to go look it up. You know, <laughs> I saw you in my LinkedIn. <laughs> I, I had today. to look at it. I said, "Wait a second. I got to go look at what the VP of Pop is." I mean, I've been around. Yeah. Okay. And I've been around and said, okay, the VP of Pop. So, Terry Bean, the VP of Pop for the PKIC company, and uh, right here in West Bloomfield. How do people get a hold of uh, Phil Klein Group?
1: So, the best way is to go to I. G dot com. So dot is our website and all the contact information's there. In fact, we're going to be doing a little bit of work. We're doing some bios and updated photos, and we're going to make that a little more Google-friendly. That's uh, that's November's task, actually. Okay, November's task. I mean, yeah. Put some videos on there that's and right. do some stuff like that. Oh, but, man. But
0: uh, I want to thank you for taking your time off this afternoon. Thank you. To come join us here on Talking Biz, and uh, i like to have you back another time and maybe some people from your group. Love it. And you've been listening to Paul Bensman with Terry Bean on Talking Biz. Have a great afternoon. See you guys.